Oh, hey. Uh, welcome to the podcast today. Uh, we're uh, going to go on some kind of, uh, I don't know, like cultural safari. Hey, where we like uh, kind of explore like another culture or something. Uh, and I guess I, I'm joined here by uh, this wilderness survival guy, uh, Bark Floam. Hi, I'm Bark Floam. You remember? You may remember me from surviving in the wild, a guide to surviving in wild places. I'm Bark Floam, and today we're going to go to Bali. We're going to go to the most wild and untouched reaches of human civilization to visit a culture that is so absolutely pure and untouched unadulterated, unfazed by our cameras, unaware of the entire global system around them. And I'm going to be introducing you to some of the things that that make these people so extraordinary. Alright, let's play the, uh, you know, the the xylophone music. Uh, we don't like, uh, really have that yet, eh? It's, uh, we're not really, we can't even really edit these podcasts. It's, uh, you know, we're pretty, pretty, pretty new at this stuff, eh? Alright, well, that, that's alright. I'll just describe what I'm seeing to you. Um, I, I, I've snuck into Bali, and th- th- I'm afraid of being sane, because I'm afraid that the, the color of my skin will give me away. So, what I've done is I've procured one of these Bolognese ceremonial masks. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to effectively, culturally, ethnographically camouflage myself so that I cannot be seen by by, by the locals. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to sit out for this one, eh? Just going to warm the bench while you uh, let you kind of explore this culture because... I don't know. I, I, I just it doesn't make me too comfortably. Um, uh, all right, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave our Canadian host in his cabin in the woods and step out into Bali. I've got this this microphone wired into my mask, so you can hear me. Uh, although you won't hear any anything at, at all of the surrounding culture, I'll just have to tell you about it. All right. So I'm walking, and there's beautiful tropical trees, incredibly high tropical trees, and they are dripping with delicious fruits and vegetables. And all around me there are people engaged in what I can only assume are the same exact things that they have been doing for thousands of years. This is an incredibly primitive culture, although extremely advanced in their primitivity. And I see people weaving baskets by the side of the road, and over here the, uh, a group of young men look like they're, they're about to go hunting. Um, and over there is a naked child in the river, splashing around, completely, completely unaware of the global economic system, completely unaware of the internet or TV, or, you know, corporations or pollution or air traffic or 
any of these things that plague our modern world. This little child has no, no fucking idea that any of these things are happening. And it's going to grow up in this place. This place of such untouched, unadulterated cultural purity. And part of me can't help but wonder, is this not the best thing? You know, wouldn't it be better if you didn't know to never really know what's going on out there? Because, I mean, it's kind of a rude awakening, you know, and you just, oh, anyway. And then I'm continuing to walk, and I see a little village made of thatched huts, and, uh, and it's all just so incredibly culturally pure. Um, well, that, that, that all sounds, uh, pr- 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 pretty, pretty awesome there, uh, Bark, uh, I, uh, you know, while you were doing all that, I'm in my cabin here, and, uh, we got this, uh, this here, uh, satellite uplink, so, you know, I just thought I'd reflect on my own culture, and, like, things that I have, and things that I, I really couldn't imagine, like, living without, and, uh, two of those things that they, they probably don't even have at all in, in, in Bali, or wherever the fuck you are, is, uh, uh, cars, I could not really imagine living without my car, uh, more specifically without my truck, and, uh, you know, the things I can haul, and getting place to place with it, is just so, so gosh darn convenient, eh? And, uh, other thing I, I was thinking about, eh, because they're, they're in the tropical jungle or whatever, and, uh, they probably don't even have wood stoves. And I got to thinking about it, and, uh, if you don't have a wood stove, how do you get rid of things, huh? I mean, I don't really, you know, I don't even think twice about just throw it in the wood stove. It's like, you know, whatever, you got an old milk carton, gonna start stinking soon, just throw it in the wood stove. You got like uh, some, you know, cardboard or some unwanted papers or, you know, some shit that the government sends you or something. You just throw it in the wood stove. Just, you know, it just kind of disappears it on you. It makes it into useful energy at the same time, eh? Like, you know, <laughs> I call my wood stove the uh, the energy converter, eh? It just takes whatever you want and makes it into pure energy. I mean, that's pretty great. I, I I don't know if I could live without my wood stove. That's a fascinating and yet extremely, um, you know, extremely narrow perspective on culture, Bach. I mean, uh, I'm Bach. I mean, oh. anyway, it's extremely narrow and uh, what, what do you call it? Like like solipsistic, but like in a cultural sense, like it's uh, I don't know. I, I'll hesitate to call you a xenophobe. But, I mean, the fact that you can't even really imagine a life without wood stoves, it's just, it's quaint, but it's kind of annoying. Well, that's just, uh, that's just your opinion of it, eh? I, uh, I like my life. I like my wood stove, and, uh, and I love my truck. And, well, you're all prancing around in Bali and pretending that they've never had tourists there or nothing. I'm, you know, at least I'm being authentic here. You're the fucking hipster, eh? You got your your mask on, you're trying to be all, oh, I'm not from here, but they can't tell because they've never seen cars and shit, eh? Well, I tell you what, I think they have. I think you're full of shit, huh?
I think you're full of shit, Bark Floam. Even though I respect your wilderness survival and really look up to you, I think you're uh, you're having us on here for uh, you know the purposes of trying to make a, a radio show or whatever you're doing there. I can't say that's not entirely accurate. I mean, at this point, I have to admit that. It's not as simple as it once used to be. You can't just go around discovering other cultures because there's nothing left to discover. And even when you do, you're forced to kind of engage in this postmodern self-reflexivity kind of thing. I have to think about myself as an other. And not just entirely make these people to be this exotic other, but realize that this is coming from my, my own cultural perspective, my own conditioning, the, my own preconceptions, and that this might be dramatically altering the way I'm actually approaching these people. So sure, maybe they've got TVs, maybe they've got cars, maybe they're on Reddit, maybe, you know, there's millions of tourists that come through here every year, maybe that's actually kind of, you know, debatably, you know, altered their culture a lot. Maybe they're deeply tied with the global economic system. But if they are, and they are, where am I supposed to look to find like a true and pure version of myself? What am I supposed to construct my baseline view of humanity out of if the Bolognese people are on Twitter and eBay. Well, I, I uh, you know, don't have any uh, direct answers for you there, but I, uh, <coughs> I was kind of thinking eh, that maybe uh, instead of looking for the uh, definition of humanity and the identity of your species, uh, like, you know, uh, in other cultures... Uh, who aren't actually, you know, back in time, eh? Even though we might think that some of their lifestyle seems uh, remarkably untechnological, uh, that really they're in the present time uh, uh, with you and I, and uh, they're just as much a uh, modern human as you are, just in like a slightly different uh, context, eh? So, you know, Bark... Um, you're the uh, expert at surviving in, uh, you know, harsh landscapes and knowing what to do there. And uh, I think it's no shame in realizing that maybe you kind of, you know, you kind of being a little bit of a an essentialist, uh, colonialist prick, eh? Uh, you know, no offense or anything, you didn't mean to be. You didn't know that that was what you were doing, uh, but you were. And I think that... Uh, you know, maybe you gotta look inside for that uh, that uh, baseline view of humanity or whatever. You know, I'll admit, in the past, I've kind of looked down on you. I mean, I admire your rugged cabin lifestyle, but at the same time, I thought you were kind of daft. And what you just said there... What you just said through this satellite uplink that uh, is transmitting directly to me that is hiding behind 
a mask that I admittedly bought in a tourist shop at the airport um, and tried to infiltrate a culture that I deeply wanted to be authentic. I mean, I so deeply wanted it to be authentic, I was just willing to straight-face lie to you and all our listeners about. But what you just said has really opened my eyes. And I think from this point forward, I'm going to think about that a little bit and maybe try to survive not just the harshest, most hostile natural environments that the earth has to offer, because I'm Bark Floam, but also start to explore my delicate interior human landscape. I'm Bark Floam, and this has been another episode of Survival. And, uh, I'm, uh, as unyet-named cabin-dwelling character, and, uh, thank you for joining us. We'll, uh, talk to you next time.